Art therapy is colorful. Magic is underrated. Empowering. Finding the light in the dark. My name is Jen Seniak, and I'm your host. This is a space for advocacy, growth, and understanding. This is Art Therapy Is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Art Therapy Is. Uh, not sure if you can hear that little dangling in the background. It's my dog asking to go outside. Give me one second. Okay, we're back. Look, if you're a dog owner, you totally get this. Like when you need your dog to go to the bathroom, like quick, just in and out, get the job done. They don't. <laughs> they take their sweet ass time, sniff every blade of grass. <laughs> like my dog, I love her so much, but she's hilarious. She will just sit and let the wind blow on her face. Like she's very good at being in the moment. <laughs> and I think that's why I have her is because she's that reminder that I need to slow down and <laughs> just sniff every single blade of grass in my yard. Um, anyways, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but my logo, my new logo is me and Frankie, my dog and my cat, Lucy. So if you were ever wondering, they're not just random animals that I think are cute. They're actually my pets. <laughs> that um, I hope one day, not Lucy, but definitely Frankie, I hope to bring her into my sessions one day. That'd be so much fun. Anyways, I digress as per usual. Um, So today we are going to be talking about walking the line as an art therapist and as a non-art therapist. Um, This episode was actually inspired by one of our listeners. Um... For the time being, I'm going to keep her anonymous because I asked if I could share the question and she said yes, but I didn't ask if I could share her identity. So I'm going to keep her anonymous for now. Um, If she wants to come forward, awesome. You can go follow her if she decides to tag herself on any of my posts. So let me just read her question and please submit your own questions, your comments, your thoughts. We will build shows around them. Hey, Jen, just wondering, do you ever come across a situation? And if so, how do you react? Several psychotherapists I know or students in training say they use art therapy, in quotes, on their clients when appropriate. This is after only doing a few workshops in art therapy and having no official accreditation. As an art therapist, how do you react? Is this okay? Should we be encouraging art therapy for everyone? To me, I feel this is belittling to our profession and all my years of training. Trying to process if this is an overreaction or just a reaction to the newness of our profession. Um. Okay, fan-freaking-tastic question. Fantastic question. So let's just dive into it. Um, my response was actually so again just personal reminder whatever i'm sharing on this on this show is just based on my own personal experiences and what i've been through Um, if i quote anyone i will let you know or if i pull in any resource information i will also let you know but for me i like i feel like i've also struggled with this too because we are such a new field if you are a non-art therapist listening to this 
we are a very new field. The way that this was described to me when I started applying to grad school by another art therapist was that this is kind of like when chiropractor chiropractics was coming into the Western world. And people were like, oh my God, that's psycho. I can't believe that you want to crack someone's body. How dare you? And then I'm sure there was also people that were like, that's easy. I don't need to go to school for that. Come over here and let me just like reef on your neck. Love that. (laughs) But over time and trust and qualified practitioners doing their work in chiropractics, um, people were like, okay, I actually see the benefit of this. Cool. I'm going to actually go to an office where someone has studied this and not just some guy in a van. I don't know why I thought of a guy in a van. One time my friend had um, a chiropractic adjustment done on the beach (laughs) by this guy in Italy. Apparently he was a chiropractor, but she's like, in hindsight, it just felt kind of weird. Anyways, so that's how it was described to me is that because it was like so new and up and coming, there was like a lot of pushback. And then there were some practices of like just being unethical in general because it was like, oh, okay, cool. This is like another way I can make money. So I'm just going to do this. Even though I don't have the education around it, it seems simple enough. So for myself with this question, there's several parts. So I'm just going to start with one part. I get really excited when people are like, I love art therapy. How do I incorporate this into the work that I'm already doing as um, a psychologist, a clinical counselor, a social worker, um, someone that works in a daycare, a teacher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I get really excited about that because it's bringing so much more awareness to our field. One, that people are just talking about it and that people actually know the phrase or the word art therapy, the words art therapy. Um, because we're so new, like that's the whole premise of my company, Belly Eye Art Therapy, it literally started just as a passion project to educate and bring awareness, light to this field of work. So that one part, I'm like, yes, awesome. Okay, if you go back to your class and you use an art therapy directive with your kiddos, then they actually have the language of like, oh, okay, art therapy exists in the world and it plants a seed. Whether that seed (laughs) blooms in 20 years and they're like, oh yeah, that one like art therapy thing I did. I, I totally forgot I could go see an art therapist because talk therapy isn't working for me. Like it's not enough or you know what I mean? Like it just goes out there and it's planting all these little seeds and it's really beautiful. So that part, love it. Freaking amazing. I love just talking about art therapy and educating people on it, but this is where that line is is if someone is using art therapy in their practice. Let me wind back for a second. (laughs) If there is someone who is in the mental health profession or just a general practice, whoever you are, and you are integrating an art therapy exercise into your work, okay, how did you learn that? Where did you, like where did you come up with that? Cool. If you are marketing it as an art exercise or art as therapy, fantastic. That is the line there. We love that. Because what you are saying is that what I'm doing is not rooted 
in a mental health, clinical, educational base. It's just saying that what I'm leading you through feels really good. And anyone and everyone outside of practice can access that. 1000%. The line is when someone is bringing in an art therapy directive and they are calling themselves an art therapist when they have zero background in it. And it's more alarming when someone calls themselves an art therapist and they've taken one class because that's not, you're not an art therapist. That feels devaluing to the work that I'm doing. And on the other side of it as well, it's incredibly harmful. So how that kind of unfolds on that side of things is, I'm just going to kind of run through like an example of what potentially could happen, kind of like worst case. So say a client goes to a psychologist and it says on their profile, oh, I'm also an art therapist, or art therapist cross psychologist. They've taken one workshop and they're calling themselves an art therapist. In the session, they lead their client through an art therapy exercise that goes quite deep. And it actually triggers the client. And because they might not have the, because they don't have the background on how to handle that and create a container and safe space around that, this could significantly re-traumatize a client. And then if that client leaves and is significantly re-traumatized, I mean, depending on like their background and where they're coming from, Lord only knows like how that could play out. It could play out in several different ways. Now, if you're saying, Jen, you're being dramatic. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. Trust me, no. But what that also does is maybe that client will never come back to you. If that client never comes back to you, and maybe that was their first experience in the mental health field, and then they go and tell all their friends, "Um, so-and-so was an art therapist, and it was absolutely horrible. She was making me draw this. She was making me paint this. And then talking about these really awful images that I have not talked about or didn't even realize that were there in my subconscious. And I never, ever, ever want to access mental health again. So then this person decides that they are never coming back anytime and they suffer in silence. And then that also the people that they're talking to saying that they've had these terrible experiences with a art therapist in quotes just continues to damage the field of work that we're really desperately trying to build up because it is so new so please 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 if you are not an art therapist if you did not go to grad school to become an art therapist if you do not go to um a grad school equivalent school i know that's how it works here in canada for some programs please do not call yourself an art therapist It is so damaging to your clients. It is so damaging to our very fragile little ecosystem of art therapy. And it's very unethical. It's very unethical. And there's like a lot of things about that that I also want to touch on. So first of all, it's just really dangerous to be calling yourself an art therapist when you're not. And so I just want to talk a little bit about why, because I mean, on the surface, I get it. I get it. Some people are like, it's art. (laughs) I can do that. Just like the chiropractic story I told you. It seems easy enough. I mean, I've, I'm not going to lie. I've cracked some of my friends' backs when like they just need it. 
Oh, that's weird. I even had a dream that I was cracking someone's back last night. Weird. Anyways, but if you want to actually go to someone that's like very educated and has the information and the knowledge and puts in the practical clinical hours, go to an actual chiropractor, not just some person who's like, hey, I can crack your back if you lay on the floor and I step on you. So just like in art therapy. So like I was saying, do not stop incorporating art directives into your work though. If there's something that you were really inspired by from a workshop or a training, I know sometimes I offer trainings too, like what is art therapy? What can I use in sessions? And just educating people on it. It's It can be really fun because art is like very accessible. It's like when you walk into a museum, like you get a feeling. It is very accessible. So when you're making art with a client and it's from maybe a training that you've done or you want to help them get a little bit of clarity like oh maybe could you draw that out for me like help me understand that know your limits and so this is a question again about ethics and it's about checking in with yourself am i being ethical in this moment and a big portion of asking yourself that question of am i being ethical right now is knowing your limits and boundaries so I've been reading this book. I I picked it up, I think, maybe once in grad school. Don't tell my professors. Um, but it's been sitting on my shelf forever. So I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to crack back into it now that like I have some clinical experience under my belt. And it's called Ethical Issues in Art Therapy. And it's actually written by Bruce Moon. And so I want to do an entire episode on ethics. I know I can hear the eye rolling and I can hear the wah, wah, but I promise I will make it fun and educational (laughs) because ethics are important. Even though I freaking hated that class and it's so dry and boring, they're important because if we're not practicing in alignment with ethics, uh, we're doing significant damage to humans, to other human beings because like our ego's in the way or something dumb like that. So anyways, Bruce talks about how the biggest thing in ethics and using art therapy in your practice or art directives in your practice is asking, one, what is my scope of work? Do I have enough tools and education to bring in the directive that I want to bring in? Yes or no? Okay, if you feel like resistant to that and pushing back, explore. Why? Why do I want to bring this in? Is it about me feeling good about myself and teaching my client something? Or is it because my client could genuinely benefit from this and has nothing to do with me? Okay, following along. So in his book here, he actually has like a lot of art directives that are fantastic for checking in with our ethics and if we are in alignment with that. So Um, I mean, art, of course, art therapists can use this directive, but people that are wanting to incorporate art therapy or art, sorry, art as therapy into their work, a really good process to check in with yourself to see kind of where you're at is directive for self. Create an image of my edges, in quote. So what do your edges look like and then pay attention to the feelings that surface make a list do a little bit of journaling and then share this with a supervisor or a peer that you really trust but this will give you information about 
your personal edges and kind of just checking in about why am I using this? What is this about? Is it for my client or, you know, is sneaky, tricky little ego slipping in there? So feel free to take that as it resonates. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention too, is if you are a potential client looking for an art therapist, or you're looking to kind of try out some creative expression in a professional setting, there are questions that you can ask. First of all, I always tell people, okay, if you, one, if you're finding a new therapist, art therapist, counselor, psychologist, whatever, always ask for a consult. Most people will give you a free 15 to 20 minute consult and baby girl, let me tell you, that is your time to shine. That is your time to shine. Bring every single question imaginable to that consult. Because the second thing I tell everyone is shop around. You shop around for the person that you are working with. So if you want to do a little bit of creative expression and you want to work specifically with an art therapist, ask them the hard-hitting questions. You like We are working for you at that point. Actually, at all points, we're working for you. So ask us these questions. Where did I go to school? What kind of art therapy background do you have? Who do you typically work with as clients? What kind of theoretical approach do you use? And when I say that, I mean, so there's different theories that we kind of root our practice in. So for myself, I'm very strength-based, feministic, trauma-informed. So strength-based is kind of pulling out the strengths in what my clients are sharing and kind of reframing so that it's so that we're shining light on the strengths that they have on their own powers that they already have it's not about me it's about what is already in their toolkit the things that are already going well but maybe they're not seeing it that way a feministic approach is rooted in equality for everyone everyone's a human being that deserves basic human rights and feministic approach is also fighting alongside your client like being an ally with your client and showing up with them doing the work alongside of them so that they're not alone um, and trauma informed is looking at the whole picture all pieces what is making what's making this up we're not just looking at uh, the problem we're not just looking at the symptoms we're looking at the roots Like what is contributing to this? Um, So yeah, just a little bit of that. But you can definitely ask people like what their theories are, like where are they practicing from? Because you want to make sure that you're a good fit. Like you're you're investing in yourself. You're investing in your time. So yeah, ask these hard hitting questions and ask them how long have you been practicing this? Do you seek supervision? Are you a part of like a peer group? Is there clinical supervision? Is there peer supervision? These are just ways that we keep ourselves accountable um, to our ethical practices. And you are allowed to ask these questions. I mean, it's also keeping you safe too. Okay, okie dokie. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to talk about in regards to kind of walking this line 
is us as art therapy professionals. I would also be very curious to hear what other art therapists think of this. But the way that I was taught around this question is very much, it's our obligation to take action. So when we see other mm, people calling themselves art therapists when they are not art therapists, is it our job to call them out? Is it our job to educate them? Or do we just say, "Mm, they'll figure it out? Like, what do you think? Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please write in. Please comment. Please do everything. Um, My thought. (laughs) Okay, so part of me is like, yeah, it's my job. I've got to put them in their place. But then I'm like, oh, God, I know if I was actually in that situation, if I'm being completely honest, sometimes I, I talk a big game and I don't. And then I feel like really bad about it. Uh, I just admitted that. Yeah. So I feel like in theory, I want, that's like something I really want to start practicing more of. I guess I really haven't. No, that's a lie. There's a couple times. Um, For me personally, I want these two parts of me to match. I want to have difficult conversations with people that are calling themselves art therapists when they clearly are not. And in the past... There has been times where I've just turned a blind eye to it because I'm afraid of confrontation or I'm not trusting myself or I'm even doubting my education and doubting myself as an art therapist. So this is something that I'm challenging myself to do moving forward is when I see something, I'm going to talk to them about it and just be like, look, refer to episode four, walking the line, (laughs) promote. No, but seriously, um, just having challenging conversations around it, but also being curious. Like, I don't want it to ever come from a place of ego of like, I'm better than you. Yes. Okay. So let's just take a minute to recap. I feel like I was a little bit scattered there. I wish you guys could see the inside of my brain sometimes. I had a colleague that really understood this, and we always joked that there would be a clear whiteboard between the two of us. And on each side, there would just be all of these strings and sticky notes and lines in order to communicate with one another. Yeah, that's the inside of our brain. If you've ever seen that meme, too, with Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he's got, like, the cigarette, like, the conspiracy theory meme. I always joke that's the inside of my brain when I'm trying to do a show or literally talk about anything I'm really passionate about. (laughs) Okay, so coming back, let's do a little recap. So we have been talking about like walking this line between us being professional art therapists and then people that are not professional art therapists, but using art therapy in workshops or in their work with clients. Um, For me, the hard line is calling yourself an art therapist when you are clearly not an art therapist. You've not gone to grad school. You've not done your clinical hours. You've not done supervision about it. You're not registered with an art therapy board. You're not certified in any kind of way as an art therapist. That is my line in this. And then also using an art therapy directive that is very much out of your scope of practice. So if you, one, if you don't know how to contain that and create safety, and it's also about ego. But if you are using something that you learned and you really like and you really value and it's adding to your quality of care, Hell yeah, baby. And then refer them to art therapists over here because we're always looking for referrals. I know I am. My books are open, so come on in. (laughs) 
Okay, so that is recap for today. Honestly, submit your comments, questions, thoughts. Thank you for our lovely anonymous friend that has submitted that question to um, our Instagram page. Fantastic. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your favorite moment of the show, asking strangers what art therapy is. What is what? Art therapy? I don't know, looking at something trippy like this and getting something fun out of it? Finding peace by looking at pictures? I don't know. Art therapy, I think, is a very broad scope. I think that it can range anywhere from doing a paint night with your friends in your living room to somebody professional who just takes a day off to create because they enjoy creating. I used to do a collection called the Day Off Collection where every Sunday I would just pick a new medium and I would create art because creating art is fun and whether or not I knew what I was doing in that medium or with those materials, the point of the day was that creating art is fun and it is therapeutic no matter what you're doing and I think it has a very wide range from literally people at home who are just like, I'm going to take the day off and paint all the way to degrees and PhDs and certified and like actual genuine therapists who are like, no, this is something that will help you. Um, I think it's a very wide range. I think that art is therapy as a whole, whether it be listening to music or going to a museum or anything. I think that art is therapy as a whole, as it stands, and as for what it believes in as a whole. The Art Therapy Is podcast is a project for art therapy advocacy. And a very special thanks to Catherine from Cutout Collage. Had it not been for her, this show wouldn't even exist. The music was mixed and written by Nathan Fowle. And this podcast was written and recorded on traditional territories and nations. I offer my deepest gratitudes to the ancestors and those who make their homes in Treaty 7 region. For show notes, pictures, videos, and all the other kinds of content, you can either visit us on Instagram at arttherapy.is or bellyeyeartherapy.com backslash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time. Art Therapy is... Making art. Because I like to.